right. CFC, we have a very special guest today. We have Father Frederick Kaiser, all the way from South Korea. He's joining us. Some of you know him, some of you don't, but... Hello. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm glad we were able to coordinate time zones and all that, and we were able to make this happen, so... Yeah, what time is it over there? It is 9, 9 9.15 in the morning the next day. So Saturday morning. Oh, wow. (laughs) So he's getting out of housework, you know? That's That's actually why I was late. (laughs) You're never late. You're always on time precisely when you need to be. Um, I like that. I like that. (laughs) Um, So I've... I want to start off with a little question about Korea. Um, sure. What are the Legion's plans in Korea? And um, what's your experience been? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the Legion's plans in Korea. Um, right now we are four priests. Uh, two Wegugins, as they call them. <laughs> that means, a, you know, James, you know what that means? Foreigners. Yeah. yeah. Foreigners. Yeah. So myself and Father Joseph Poland. Um, we are still learning the language. Um, it's very hard. You know, I know I've, I've been here for four years uh, and I, you know, I think I get around like, but to be able to, you know, a priest kind of needs to really speak the language fluently with homilies and, and stuff that you do. So I'm not quite at that level where I can do everything on my own. I always kind of have to have someone there where I'm like, Hey, how do you say this? And, and, and move forward. So there's, four of us here and then two Korean priests who were born in Korea, then went to the States and then came back to work here. So there's four of us now. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're trying right now. We're seeing maybe we could be five. Um, Yeah. If uh, James, you know, this uh, brother, Steven is going to become a deacon Mm -hmm. soon and he, he might come over here as well. So we might be five. So that would be, that'd be, and it, that would be incredible just to see him back in his home country yeah, flourishing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did military service already, right? Yes, he did. When I first got here, he was doing that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. So what's yeah. what's your experience been besides the language being impossible? <laughs> I, I, under, I understand. Yeah. So I I I love it, man. Um, I uh, should I get into that story a little bit of how I came over here? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. do that. So basically, I so I, I got ordained a priest in my first uh, assignment. I went to Chile, South America. Um, so I was there for four years, and I was really happy. Like everything was, uh, you know, I had a lot to do. I was working at a school there and it was an amazing experience um but then the general director at the time father eduardo he wrote a letter to all legionaries basically saying uh yeah it looks like i mean there's only two priests in korea at the time and they were seriously considering closing korea uh and and you just because you know yeah, I mean, and, and, and the biggest difficulty was how do we get more people to go there if it takes them forever to learn the language? So basically, he realized we need people who will go there, who will go in for the long haul and be able and know beforehand that when they go, they're going to be going for a long time. And it's going to take, you know, it's going to take a long time. So he basically asked for volunteers. Um, and 
yeah, it, it, uh, it just is something spoke to me, you know, when I, when I read that something spoke to me and, you know, I, I, um, I actually put off, I, I wanted to give myself some time to really think about it and see if I, if, if I really wanted to do this. So I didn't answer right away. I actually let a month or two go by before I wrote the letter and I heard other people like, yeah, we're, I'm going to volunteer and all this. So I, about a couple of months later, after that little letter, I volunteered after really thinking about it, making sure, is this something I really want to do? And thinking about it, um, like what motivated me the most, the reason why I wanted to was because, you know, I knew all of these Koreans from the Apsal school and many of whom were still in the Legion and could become priests one day. And it would just be the saddest thing in the world if we had to close Korea and then maybe never be able to go back you know that was another thing I was like you you make a move like that it's really hard to get back into it Mm -hmm. so yeah I volunteered and then a few months later they told me they wanted me to try it out so you know what was great about the whole process it was very gradual so they let me go for three months without making the decision yet to see if I liked it and then and then I went back to Chile to think about it more and then finally, I, I, I moved definitively in, it would have been 2018 when I came. 2017, I did, I did a three-month-long trip here, which was awesome. It was just like uh, the cultural immersion. I just, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I like about, after that little intro, what do I like about Korea? The food, man. The food. Yes. <laughs> the food is so good. Yeah. Spencer, you're you're a Korean barbecue fan. I've heard oh, on the I podcast love. a couple times. Yeah, but I don't feel like I'm getting the real deal. Like, is that your favorite food there? I, I would say that samgyeopsal um, yeah. is probably my favorite. Yeah, but they have all sorts of cuts of meat and stuff. But I think that's my favorite uh, food. Yeah, and I've had it at restaurants in the states that claim to be <laughs> that, and it's just not the same. It's not. The same. <laughs> it's not. It's not, the same. It's not the trash. Same. Yeah. How do you feel about how do you feel about kamjatang potato? I think it's called potato uh, stew. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, okay, I like that. I like that stuff. I like uh, all the tongs and chiges and all, yeah. all, all all that stuff. And it's such a variety. I was like, yeah. you know, like it's just like uh, I was like, I, I, and it was hard for me to remember the names. Honestly, it's like, oh, this <laughs> is a soup, and that's a soup, and that's a soup. You know? But they're all really different too. Now I can actually appreciate the the nuances and the differences and all that. Yeah. Another another food I really like is called uh, chim talk. Oh yeah, had. so good. It's like yeah. I think the way to explain it, it's like broiled chicken with all sorts of spices and stuff in there. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can eat a lot of it and not gain any weight. That's right. It's really healthy. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'd assume you guys don't do more of the Korean stuff like um, karaoke rooms and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, do? I mean, since Corona, we ha- they're they're like, you know, it's hard to get into them and stuff. But oh, I've been to a lot of them with people. I love going to those karaoke rooms. And oh, that's so I mean, funny. There, there's karaoke rooms and karaoke rooms. Let's get yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but but, you know, there's perfect, you know, there's great ones. And, and uh, I did. I do that a lot. I would. So my very first experience with that, the very first time I went, you know how Koreans usually sing more kind of ballady type songs? Yes. You know, I, 
So I found a rock song on there, uh, <laughs> "Zombie" by the Cranberries, yeah. and uh, right. classic. classic. Yeah. So I and I was just going for it, right? I was like really singing it, <laughs> and like four or five Koreans got like around the booth. They had like these booths that you have, and they were like looking inside, just like amazed. <laughs> And when I finished, when I finished, one of them clapped like this. <laughs> yeah, that was with Brother Steven. That was a lot of fun. We oh, that so sounds cool. like so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, good memories. And it's it's a yeah. wonderful culture and it's, it's a great way to bond too. Yeah. So I've been um, to like Jinjil bonds too. Like okay. I've been to those. And do you guys know what a, that they don't know what that is? It's, no. it's basically a Korean bathhouse, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. yeah. Like a, you know, um, a spa yeah, that, 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 yeah spa but very different from yeah. stuff in other countries yeah you basically you just hang around in pajamas and just eat good food and just kind of chill with other yeah. people yeah it's just that's what it is it's it's like and that and uh yeah yeah that so nice. i, I want to do that yeah, yeah well, you can actually the- spend the night there if like if you come and like you <laughs> yeah. can i don't know yeah. about now because of corona restrictions and stuff but like you could like just spend the night there it's really cool yeah, yeah. nice nice well the, i've been trying to get spencer to come when when i go for the ordination yes um I'm, yeah i'm excited about that man yeah i hope it I mean, all works out you're able to make it happen yeah yeah would be great i mean the 10-day quarantine doesn't sound like fun but yeah that sucks but you know <laughs> it, it, it's worth it though i'll plan it um okay yeah anyway um so that's that's great that you let you like korea i think it's yeah. i think it fits your personality too yeah, I, um, yeah i've really enjoyed it <laughs> it's a great place to spread your wings and kind of discover a culture that you'd yeah. never really think about um now changing changing tune uh, i want to ask you about the scandal of okay. 2009 and I, I kind of want to focus on what you felt about it, how it sure. affected you, because um, we we know how it affected the Legion, but right. right, we don't know how it affected Father Frederick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question, um, and I think it's important to to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, before I get into it, I just want to say something that I found so great about your guys' interviews that you do, you know, with ex Legionaries who or you know that that have been on is while they're talking there's been a couple interviews where all of a sudden they'll say gosh i didn't even remember that and now that i'm talking about it like it it was it was almost it was like therapeutic for them and you could tell that they were just so uh it was so good for them to just get it out and talk about it with people who would understand you know Mm -hmm. um you know one in particular that i really liked was the the interview you guys did with uh i knew his brother uh joseph cunningham Oh yeah, Joseph Cunningham. He was like, no one, you know, when I talk about this, no one really gets it. Like they don't understand, but with you guys, I can talk about it. And he was one of the ones that all of a sudden was remembering things, you know? So I think, I think this is really important. Um, And I think legionaries need to do this too. talk about what it was that we experienced, you know, with, with people you trust and all that, you know, I'm fine (laughs) doing it here. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, that, that you talk about it's so important you know anyway sorry for getting on that tangent for but that's no, all right you're good yeah so 2009 whoa man so <laughs> um so i i finished my time as a dean at the upsall school in new hampshire in 2008 i got to rome and i was actually at the general director i was working there um 
so I saw this all pretty up close, um, you know, with where a lot of the action was happening in this time. And gosh, where do I start? How do I start? So, you know, 2009, it would have been um, January. Was it January, February around there when everything broke out in 2009? And I'll start out with this is just, so I, you know, none of us really knew anything that was going on. Um, and suddenly, so I, I was actually uh, uh, an assistant at the time. So I, I would actually, you know, help with, with organizing things at the house, all that, you know. And um, they, they called us together for these meetings with the rector by groups. Right. So like by by your your little teams that you have. And we we were going to have these small meetings. We usually don't meet like that. It's usually, you know, like you have everyone together. It was something special, something weird was going on. And um, they got us all together. And it was just this is one of the things like it was just so weird how it was told to us and how it was done. You know, we, we all got together as a group and they just went into this whole thing about how people can fall and we can be weak and you know but but then we can get back up and we can still be somewhere like just this general thing which is great for a homily you know but it's like what give me a homily you know if you can give me a homily just give me a homily on sunday you know like (laughs) why did you call me here like what 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 are we getting at and then and then they said something like you know, in, in you're gonna hear something about the founder and Nuestro Padre. They actually use that term. You're gonna hear something about Nuestro Padre. <laughs> I, all our listeners probably get that, right? The, yeah. The Nuestro Padre thing. Yeah. If you want to explain, if anytime you think you need to explain something to people, you just cut sure. me off, James, and I'll yeah. yeah. And you, you just you know go in there. But so you know, you're gonna hear something about Nuestro Padre, and you know, but people can be weak and they actually used King David as a, you know, as something, uh, you know, an example. And then, and then, but the thing was like the, the, the meeting ended and I, I, you know, they, they asked, they said, are there any questions? And, and I was like, what happened? They didn't actually say what it was. I was like, well, wow. okay, we're going to hear about it, but they didn't say. So I raised my hand and I was like, okay, look, what are we talking about? Like, what is it that we're doing? What, yeah, actually, what yeah. is it exactly that you're talking about? And the the person there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll use names sometimes, but sometimes I'll, I'll leave them out. Um, but um, it, it just, he, he repeated the same thing again. And I just, it's, look, we're going to find out what you're talking about reading. So why don't you just tell us, you know, just, just tell us. And in the end, he did say it. He finally said that it, and, and this is the thing too. He said, it seems that the founder had a daughter, right? And so, look, I, I get it. I get the whole, you know, that I, I understand how hard it was for us to get it. But I, the reason I tell that story like that is because just to illustrate how difficult it was, you know, for, for us to come to terms with this. And honest, so I said that. I was like, I, we were actually the first group that the priest did the meeting with 
kind of thank goodness. And, and he actually, he was a little mad at me at first, but he thanked me afterwards. He's like, yeah, we just need to go in straight and say, I said, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. later on, and, and you got to understand back then, like, like there was also still, which I think is insane, but there was like a control over um, internet access. We had this program called Zscaler that would basically, basically block everything. That, so you couldn't, you didn't have a lot of, you, you couldn't figure this stuff out, right? So I actually have another friend, a legionary friend who same thing happened to him. He was on practices at the time. So he was out and he was like, at the end of the meeting, no one raised their hand. I was like, okay, what exactly happened? And so he, he was like, okay, I need to find out what is going on. So he actually had to go out of the house and go to an internet cafe to like hook up to the internet, to be able to actually <laughs> search for what was happening. Right. When it first came out, you know, and I, you know, I look back at that now and I'm like, how did we even think that that was okay? You know, not the fact that it was, it's not so much that it was hard for us to say, it's like that we would have to go to these lengths just to figure this out, you know, and there's probably, and, and if this was so hard, the one that was so clear, what about all the other things, you know, so many things, so many accusations that we didn't even hear of, you know what I mean? And, and so many things going on. Um, and that, you know, once, once I got past that, that first thing of just, okay, so now my information I have is that it seems that the founder had a daughter, <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, so that's the information that all legionaries have at that point. Right. Um, you know, we're trying to newspapers are coming out. Some people are reading them. Some aren't. We're not being encouraged to read them. There's not a lot of guidance of how to do it. But daily life goes on. Right. So people talk about this. So the, the we're all talking together. And the main thing that people are saying is, oh, you know, we can all make mistakes and 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 have it. But, you know, I heard that he could still be a saint. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking about it now. Thinking about it now. I mean, I, back then I was still like, I don't know, man. You know, like like it, but but it was hard to it, it was just like it was hard for anybody to really just say straight out what they thought, you know, yeah. and um just this this slow trickle of information and assimilation and ex- acceptance of it and really trying to understand the full consequences of what this meant you know just it made it worse that we were in our institution was so damaged by the founder and by i'm just going to use this word cult like practices i'm just going to use that word because i think it's the easiest to understand look i wouldn't consider what we were before to be a full-blown cult i'm just gonna but that we had cult-like practices yeah yeah like no Mm -hmm. one can deny that um you know that we had things that were like that um i i do think sometimes for people it's just easier like i heard uh james a couple times on the podcast just say when he asked me yeah i was in a cult and i think that's (laughs) That's fine. Like I, I totally get <laughs> what you're saying when you say that, but like the problem was, is that there was these things of communication of, you know, people being able to express opinions. We were able to, you know, there's no rule against it, but it was just all these structures that made it hard to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And all this information just coming out little by little. And 
obviously, you know, it's like, dude, like everything that I thought was good about this organization, I had to put it all into question, right? And I think there's few situations that, you know, it's just the way that it, it hit me. It's like, you got to question everything, you know, and that's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. that's not easy. And I think, I don't know, was that similar for you guys too, when it all broke out? Like all of a sudden you have to question the whole everything. Yeah. And, and ultimately I think that's why it leads to rightfully so people leaving, you know what I mean? Like get, mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think about so that? How, how much of what else we were taught, you know, now is, was that even correct? You know, how we we're told to yeah. think or, you know, address certain situations sure and it's like i don't know if that's how we should have done that and like it just leads to where we are where we are now on how we handled that right right but having to question everything that's hard for anybody you know and 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 every single person involved on any level i think had to do that and, and I did too. And that was hard, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I not for a second want to like compare my hardships with some of the, the ones that I've heard on the podcast, man, a lot, a lot of people had it way worse than I did. Um, I'll, I'll tell some things, you know, when we get into a little bit more, but it was just like, at that moment, you had to start questioning everything. So for me personally, I realized I just needed more time to think like on my own. So I was looking for you know, and I had quite a bit of freedom to do that, like organize my, not a whole lot, but definitely more than like the apostolic school in New Hampshire, right? <laughs> uh, you guys, yeah, that was a joke, by the way, like, oh yeah, we got, we got you free time. You have 10 minutes now to, to shine your shoes, clean the locker rooms, but it's free right. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just felt I needed more more time to do that. So uh, so this is crazy. So when I'm, I loved walking on the roof of the general directorate. There's just this great view. And you can actually see St. Peter's Dome in the distance from, from our roof there. So it's just a place where I could go. And not too many people would go up there. So just it was like my... Uh, my refuge is a place I could go where I just needed to, to just be alone. And I was up there one day and just thinking about all this stuff. And we were still at the point where, you know, I think at this point it wasn't, it seems like it was finally, he has a daughter like, you know, like that, <laughs> that at least had fallen at that point. And I was just thinking and like, you know, and suddenly I just get this realization, this flashback happens to me. And I realized wait a second. I met the daughter. I just had this realization that I, I met the daughter. Like I just what? had this total. Yeah. So I, I, I just had this flashback of something that happened to me when I was in Terramini in Terramini is our vacation house that we would go to in Rome. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if you, I would tell stories about Terramini when I was at the Epsol school. I don't know if you heard about it at all. I, yeah, I know about Terramini. We talked about it too. And we, cause Shaz, my, was that senior year? We all went to Rome for the ordinations. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I, I know about Termini. Yeah, so I was there. This would have been 2004, right before. So in 2004 as well, Christmas Eve, I went to the Apostolic School. That's when I arrived there for my mm -hmm. internship. But then 2004, um, we were all in Termini, and the founder was there. Um, and he was there like for basically the whole summer. And it was, it was great. I mean, we had, a, we had a great time. It was just, and it, you know, I, you'd see the founder around, but it wasn't like, you know, the center there was just hanging out with other people. I still remember that summer with great fondness. Mm -hmm. um, but, but so, so something happened. The, the, the founder, uh, they announced the community that the founder was just, he was going to go do uh, like a, a private apostolic trip, you know, he was going to go and we heard all these stories about how he would go around sometimes and build chapels for, for poor people or, you know, go out with benefactors. So he, he went out, you know, he was around and all of a sudden he wasn't for about three or four days. Right. And, and he was coming back and I was, I was, um, I was kind of in charge sometimes of like the guest waiter stuff. Um, I, I, you guys remember that like father's yeah. waiter type thing. <laughs> so we, we were setting up, uh, and he was going to come back late that night. Um, and we were, we were going to have, you know, things ready for him in case he wanted to eat or whatever he wanted to do. And so we need, I needed to go buy something. I think it was either bread or milk from the town that was there. So I, I go out by myself and, and I'm, I'm going out to buy the, the stuff and, this is, none of you have been to Termini. Maybe you won't understand this, but there, there is this to go down to the platform. We would call it the plataforma was the place where we'd always hang out and go swimming and stuff. There's this ceramic shop that you go right in front of this pottery shop, and then you take a sharp left, and that would take you to the trail that goes down. So everyone knew of this ceramic shop that we would go to, and I was walking by there, and I look in the door, and all of a sudden I see the founder there. He's inside the shop right by himself and at least well, that's what i thought i thought he was by himself so i i, I went in i was like well, what's he doing here and, and and the founder at this point was really feeble like to to have him walk around and stuff like he so i was like concerned like is, is he okay i thought he was coming back late you know that that's what they said so i i went in the shop and i was just like and you know i'll tell i said mr padre está bien <laughs> are you okay like is everything okay and um he, he turned around and he looked at me oh yeah i'm fine and i i, I want to introduce you to some benefactors that i've been with i was like okay so then this very young girl woman probably 20 um is introduced to me with an older woman she's probably i i act i don't know she must have been maybe 60 um at, at that time and oh and, 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 and yeah, she, she, the, the girl was going to a university in Mexico and she was doing all these things and, and they both presented themselves as benefactors, people who have been helping out the Legion and, and, you know, and going, and I met them and, and the founder, you know, he was like, oh, thank you. What were you doing? I said, I was actually getting stuff for you <laughs> to, to come back later. And, and he goes, oh, okay. Tell them that that won't be necessary. I'm going to be out late. And actually that I might get there tomorrow. I was like, okay, you have a place to stay. Yeah, don't worry about that. And I was like, okay. And so I, I went back and I told him, yeah, he's going to be out one more day. And, and then I went back. Yeah. <laughs> so like that dawned on me. Like I had that flashback. I was like, I met the daughter. Like oh I God. met her. Like, That's insane. 
Yeah, so I, I confirmed it later. I went with, I actually went with Father Alvaro and I talked to him and I was like, did I meet her? Like, is it, is it, he's like, yeah, yeah, you did. I was like, oh, what? I was like, I wow. And then, and then, you know what, you know what hurt me? It was like, look, like, like, this is just me personally. Like, if you're going to like do something, I don't know, if you're going to like commit adultery or like mess around with other people's wives or do what you're not supposed to do, okay. But don't lie to me. Mm. Like, don't lie to me. This is just me personally. I don't like it when people lie to me. And you know, he lied to my face. You it's know what I mean? Scarier like, that personally. Like, yeah. It's scary that they even posed for him. Like mm-hmm. they were, they were like <laughs> they, they jumped. Oh, yeah. We're kind of, like he yeah. had it, he really had it. He it seems like he had them under his thumb a little bit there. Yeah. Now I wouldn't I wouldn't put the blame on them so much because they no, were not probably in an abusive victim right yeah sort of relationship yeah. as well. That's but yeah, the, that's the scare. It's scary that they posed for him, right? That right. they, they were there, and that's crazy. and it's just like, dude, yeah. So that dawned on me on the roof, and I it just oh kind of it hit me in a way that just made me like crumble. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, you know, because it wasn't just it was like. He was right in front of us doing this. And Mm -hmm. and none of us, none of us questioned that stuff. You know, like, it's like, it's not just, is this his daughter? It's like, okay, you know, he's in charge of the Legion. He's supposed to be leading by example. And, you know, none of us get this chance to go out on trips for three days and do all this stuff. And he's, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to come back tonight. And it's like, who else gets to do that? You know what I mean? Like, like who... And in any organization, you know, if you want a good, healthy organization, no matter what you are, you want your bosses doing the same things as everyone else and actually caring about you, right? There was Mm -hmm. just this, why didn't any of us question this huge disconnect that there was? It was right in front of our eyes, you know what I mean? Like, it was just right there. But, and this this is the worrying thing, the thing that kind of Spencer was saying, the scary thing is that none of us were able to see this. Now, I don't, I, I don't think anybody there, maybe there was one or two that knew something, you know, but we're, we're there, we're actually covering for the founder um, at that point. Because l- looking later on, it seems that Father Alvaro knew definitive, he knew in 2005 about the daughter. So that, that was later than after this point, right? Um, but, you know, and then it took so long to get that information out. Like, that's all bad. I'm not, you know, all that is, is messed up. But it's just like, why weren't we able to detect this stuff? And I think one reason thinking about it is like, dude, I was just having the time of my life with my bros, you know, like that summer was so much fun. And we Mm -hmm. were just, we were just having such a great time. And it was so positive and a lot of loving atmosphere. You know, there was weird stuff that you look back, you're like, how, how did we even deal with this? You know, like, how do we not say anything? Like all these things, you know, like there's so many things that I, that now I look back, I'm like, I can't believe we used to do that stuff, you know, and I, and I would, I would explain it away. People would ask me and I'd be like, yeah, I got all the answers and you just explain it away. And it was just this kind of these cult like things that would happen. Yeah. So that one, that broke me. That was the moment when it really hit me personally and it just kind of broke me. And it was like, you know, can I, can I continue like that? That was definitely a question. Yeah. I mean, I had to work through that all. So, yeah. So that was that was 2004. That was right before you entered a second phase of weirdness. Um, I would say, yeah. <laughs> um, 
your <laughs> your time in your time in New Hampshire. Um, I mean, I remember it fondly. I thought you were a great superior. I'm yeah. not trying to I'm not trying to blow smoke. I I honestly believe that you were one of the better ones. Um, you seem caring and kind, and you li- would listen to people. Yeah. Um, even though you were intense. Um, yes. <laughs> I still am. Still am. <laughs> <I> am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in Korea. I don't think you'd be mild. Um. So yeah. what? <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna have some questions for you as far as what was it like being a dean, but what yeah. was your experience like being thrown over at the ripe young age of twenty something? Yeah, how old were you when you were started being a dean there too? I was twenty. Twenty. Okay. You were twenty. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? That's insane. That's crazy. That's huh? so much responsibility. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that that's right. Yeah, when I got there, I was twenty, and I turned twenty-one. The the two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I was twenty. Holy cow! Holy cow! Crazy. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. You know, and and I hadn't even so I got I got sent there early. So I finished. I didn't even finish my philosophy at that point because they call me kind of. Uh, and so I was even less prepared than, you know, than than others were. That yeah, I, yeah. So than others weren't. I guess because <laughs> I don't feel like any of us were prepared for that. You know, um, you know, and. Uh, yeah, like looking back, I feel like I needed so much more training and and um, than I had, you know. And it was it was. I think there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you guys didn't see with with deans, like with with how we we would do things, and uh, it it was tough. And I have to say that I think. I was a little bit of a contrarian, um, maybe a lot of bit of one <laughs> in the, among the deans. Uh, I could tell some stories about that. Yeah, but it, it was it was tough. But I do have to say, like my favorite moments were um, when we got Christ our King at meals, and I I would just talk to you guys, and I I would I would like you know how we had the table seats. I would always invite other people to sit next to me. Yeah. Because it was just like, I just needed to rotate. I actually invite, would invite James a lot. I remember James and Spencer, I just like have you guys over. We talk about so much fun. Yeah, yeah just everything. <laughs> Spanish night. You get, were you guys there for the Spanish? Yeah. 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 There yeah. we go. We talk. Yeah. You know, and, and then another moment for <laughs> me that was that. really important was the hikes. Um, yes. That was like the moment where I felt that all of you could connect with each other and, and that I could connect with you guys as well. It was like the, I loved the hikes. Um, not necessarily, I like hiking, but also it was just more actually being able to, and, and that, the, that was what kept me going um, because it was physically and emotionally uh, draining. I look back now at the schedule and rhythm that we had, you mm-hmm. know, which I'm not trying to brag. It was tougher than what you guys had. Way, yeah. <laughs> way tougher. And what you guys had is tough. Like I look back at what you guys had and I'm like, you know, um, it was, it was just, uh, it was insanity, man. <laughs> it was, insanity. It was yeah. nonstop too. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You wake we, up we, earlier we, than us. You go to bed later than us. Yeah, never really had the, your own rounds, community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and there was uh, just a lot of pressure. There was so much pressure on us to have, and, and this was, this was my kind of big beef to have the perfect community, you know, like it was oh. just like, you, you gotta have, you know, 
Um, I don't know if you guys remember the Spencer and, and, and James. We, when I first got there, they had something called the co-founder card. Yes. Did you guys, did you yeah. guys experience that? We had the co-founder card. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think- I saw that going in. I was just getting introduced to things. So I was just kind of listening and seeing, you know, when you first get somewhere, you, you just kind of take everything in so you understand what's happening. And like, I looked at the co-founder card concept and it was basically, you had your card and you had a specific, really specific things like keeping silence and keeping your locker clean and being punctual and all these things. And if you had, you know, if you, if you, if you did those things enough or you didn't have a certain number of strikes, I can't remember what the number of strikes was or whatever, you got your co-founder card taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And then you couldn't go, like, I think movies was on the table. Like you couldn't go movies or other things like that, certain prizes. And I was very uneasy with that. Like, I, I was just like that. This is putting so much pressure on my people. And the thing is, like, I focused on my group. It's just like, it's so much unnecessary pressure. So early on, a couple of months in, Every Tuesday, we would have like a formators meeting while you guys were in class, right? We'd have a meeting together. And those are some of the most intense meetings I've ever had. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So but but so in one of those meetings, um, I, I, I said, like, look, I think this co-founder card idea, I think it's I think it's crazy. Like I just said, it's not helping. And they're like, what? You don't like being a co-founder? I was like, no, that's not what I said. Like, I mean, now, 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 now. Yeah, like, now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, I think that. And, and I, I, I articulated it this way. I said, look, I don't think these kids, we're not supposed to try and make these kids faithful legionaries. Or this, that, that's not the point. We're, you know, the whole point here, it, it doesn't matter if a kid makes his bed well or arrives on time and there's just this external pressure on these kids to do this. That's not what it's about. You know, it's about them being happy, you know, and going into, you know, more spiritual things with me about them feeling God's love and feeling loved by God and putting all these, you know, I actually said this feels kind of pharisaical to me, you know, like, like you're putting all these extra burdens on people that we don't have to. Right. And I got, I got like crushed in that meeting, man. Like they were like, and so they had to end it early. Um, and, and then like, like Father David called me later and we talked and um, he actually said, I think, I, I think I saw what you were saying. And, uh, and, you know, I was like, okay. And then the next meeting we brought it up again and I was able to express a little more, a little better. It took like four or five meetings to get this across. And then we finally did away with the, with the co-founder card. Like we were just like, okay, you know, and, but that like something so simple like that shouldn't take a month to to figure out what you're doing. You know, it was just the process of changing things or changing how things are supposed to be done Mm -hmm. was just so slow because of the cult-like mentality that we had sometimes. Right. Um, And so, you know, that was, I changed a lot of things, man. Now you're like, okay, things didn't like to change, to give you guys 20 minutes of free time, like to just free time again, you know, but like, even to get that, I worked at that. Like I was like pushing so hard to get you guys extra time to do things like that. And, and it was just, 
and and there were others too that would help me i'm not i'm not gonna say like i was the, the only one like i feel like father justin too you know uh he he was really working um to do things like that but it was just i look back at some of the things that we would have you guys do and i'm just like wow i can't believe that i thought this was okay so a couple of things that i go back to are like you remember that the little conch exam sheet that you guys would do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah did i get up quickly yeah how ridiculous like... is that right it's just like <laughs> did i recite the pudeum Look, I'm all about self-reflection, you know, like going in and seeing yourself, you know, trying to better yourself through self-reflection, but you don't do it by a bunch of, uh, you know, really specific little details, little, little external things that people do does not define who a person is. And right. like everything, you know, I don't, I think all of us would say back then too, what I just said to be, yeah, that's true. But then we have everybody check themselves on a whole bunch of little small details and they're defining if they're good or bad people <laughs> according to that. It's like, it was insane. It was just so crazy. You know, I don't think half you guys even did it. Like you were just going. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Up and down. Thank Sometimes, God you didn't do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm happy you didn't do it. But yeah. like, and then like the, the, the night notes every day. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. We call you them know, love letters to Father David. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes um, somebody would write something like, uh, I'm mad at Father Frederick or Brother Frederick. <laughs> back then, you know, I'm mad at Brother Frederick. And then Father David would call, hey, this guy was mad at you. Do you know why? I was like, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I did. Or yeah, sometimes it'd be like, yeah, or whatever. So, so then I'd go... <laughs> And, and if I got it, I, I'd, I'd go. But the thing is, it was tricky. I was like, well, can I go to this guy and ask him, hey, is everything okay? Because he wrote it for David. So then I'd find a roundabout way to just encounter the person and be like, hey, is everything okay? Like, like you know. Um, and sometimes I found out people would just troll me. Because they they knew they knew that Father David would would talk to me, so there's one, one in particular. He would just troll me, yeah, no, but it, it was good. Uh, you know, a lot of fun things like that, or like you know the all the super specific norms of how to eat, the norms mm -hmm. of urbanity, like that doesn't define a person as good or bad, and like that's the only thing. A lot of times we would talk about, um, yeah. and. Now, when I preached, like, you know, we do like the spiritual reading and we had to read the, the founder stuff, which I just, that's crazy too. I would never really talk about the founder though. Like I would just, I would talk about how do you be a good person? Like, how do you love? I always talked about love. I remember that. A I lot. remember like, that I always, too. Yeah. I always talk about yeah. love and caring for others and looking out for others, you know, and, and doing that. And then, so it's like, I'm preaching all this, but then I have to externally like demand all these other things. And, you know, I was able to find a balance back then. Like, I feel like I touched a lot of people that that came out wrong. I touched people's <laughs> hearts in the right way. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Oh, no, this is the place. You gotta be careful. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I, that I helped a lot of people, that I helped a lot of people and, and was able to, even amidst all of the rules and all of that going on you know yeah so it, it was rough man like um yeah i so another thing this was kind of interesting the academies you know the academies oh, those are oh yeah 
Yeah, I like those. I hated the Academy. I hated it <laughs> because it was like so, you know, they say like you guys prepared him. You didn't prepare him. No, we, we didn't do anything. Him. No, yeah. we, didn't do <laughs> we barely memorized my lines. Right. So, but I, I want to say something about like Father David, he caught something early. Um, so you guys know in 2006, the founder was asked to leave, to, to live in a private life you know, yeah. a, a life of prayer and penance and was asked to step down and he kind of did, but kind of didn't all, you know, so all that I think you guys know about, but after that, Father David just had this kind of intuition. He just said, uh, in the academies, no more quoting the founder. Yeah. I remember and, that. uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I was, I was trying to, to, you know, I was like, I was kind of asking him why. And, uh, you know, he said, look, I just, just got my doubts, man. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, fine. You know, and we went into, actually, it was a lot better because I felt we were going into like letters of St. Paul and stuff, you know, yeah. instead of, because I think it was the year of St. Paul or one of those things yep. in the academies. And I very just good, felt like very the, good. The, the academies were so much better after that. <laughs> like after we stopped <laughs> quoting the founder. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, he, he caught on to you say anything you want about Father David, but he he would he would catch up he would he would catch on to certain things, and you know it would take some work, but you could talk to like you could. Mm -hmm. I had so many conversations with Father David where we were able to, you know, change things and work on things. Um, I was able to do that. Now I don't. Mm -hmm. I think you need a certain personality to do that <laughs> with Father <laughs> David. I think I just I have a fighting spirit and. Uh, you know, you know, I, I actually have very fond memories of my conversations with Father David. Mm -hmm. um, but again, yeah. too, I think I think a lot. I think the Legion did him kind of a big disservice too of just keeping him there for so long. You know, like anybody, he was so long, right? He was like fifteen years there, and you yeah. need changes. You know, and that's one of the things that we've been doing: changing out superiors more, rotating people. You know, you get. You, you get uh you get stuck you know and and uh yeah so yeah we're, gosh, we're a little yeah. bit we're a little bit critical about father david on this podcast but you know any any insight i understand is, that but yeah. to give to give credit where credit is due i do remember him coming down um after we prepared our nuestra padre academy and he said hey we're not going to do this uh we're going to do saint paul because of yeah. you know because of the recent things that have been happening and you know this yeah. and that so that is that is something I I kind of forgot, um, yeah. but that is true. He did he did see it a mile away. He did, he did. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, gosh, you know, it's like, and I think too, some people, I, I, and I'm not trying to justify me or anyone else that, you know had you guys do these things that I look back now and it's just so crazy. I can't believe that I didn't protest this. I mean, I protested certain things, but like, you know, it just shows you how much we were all in the mindset. Right. Yeah. Um, but those things came from on high too. You got to understand that back then we didn't have, like you have a rector, right. But he didn't have a lot of leeway to do things. Right. It was just, it was very, very centralized and everything was dictated through our norms and we had these things called protocols that would come in down to the detail right and and the, the rector had some power to change things and do things but probably a lot less than you guys think right it was 
or you know they could do it if if and, and some 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 rectors are really good and they would like change things and do things and kind of go against the protocols that were given and stuff like that um and and but it was it's just it was hard man like it was it was definitely something but i look back now and i'm like that was just so i cannot believe you know some of the things that one of the, you guys do one of the things that i want to ask you about how you felt um and this isn't a, this isn't a blame game but i just wanted to mm-hmm. know um opening letters and reading letters that we sent home <laughs> yeah man i don't know how that because you were you were an apostolic too so that happened to you too sure sure yeah so how did how did you feel about it so like so for me personally when i was an apostolic um uh my my dad didn't have a problem with it because just because of this he was a seminarian too before and they would also do that um with the jesuits but the jesuits stopped doing it like after vatican ii right so so my dad was a jesuit before then but they stopped doing that like after vatican ii so in that sense he was he was kind of okay with it and i i was okay with it and you know they didn't know i i don't know if everybody knew but supposedly the parents knew that this was happening. So, okay. So fast forward to when I'm a Dean. Okay. So this was, this was interesting. Um, when I'm a Dean, um, you know, I'm told that I'm supposed to read your guys's letters and uh, you know, and, and just go through them and, you know, make sure that you guys have your, your letters home. One thing too, is that you always had to write your letters home, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what. Um, and you know, so I would go through, you'd leave them unsealed and then I would go through and, you know, check them off that you wrote it, you know, I'd have a checklist to make sure you wrote it. And if you didn't, I'd have you, you know, I was told to go and get you during recreation to write the letter and you know, all that. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's just crazy. So I, I actually went to Father David. I was like, Father David, what am I doing? Like when I'm checked, like, what am I, what am I looking for? Like, what, what is it? What are we doing? You know, like when, when I check these letters, he said, and he was just like, look, you really don't have to check every single one. It's just to see, you know, so you can know the kid is circumstanced better. I was like, well, I can just ask him, <laughs> right? <It's> like, <laughs> you know, and he goes, you don't really have to, to just, you know, I'm not expecting you to check every single one. So I personally just made the decision. I didn't check any of them. I would just seal them and, 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 uh, and, you know. And I think the first couple times I did, and then I asked the question, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even understand, like, what, what, what am I looking for? And I would just seal them and put them in and, and send them off. But that did backfire on me because there, there, there were a couple of candidates who, um, so they, they just had a phone call and then they had to go write their letter. They just got off the phone. So this yeah. candidate wrote a very funny, I thought it was funny, uh, sarcastic letter describing every movement he made to get up out of the chair and go into, <laughs> go into the classroom and write the letter. And then he sent it home, right? He sent it home and it got to the parents and the parents kind of commented on something. And then it came back to me and he was like, well, why didn't you catch it? I said, well, you said I didn't have to check them all. Right. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And it just slipped. And then that was it, you know? So it's just like, it was like, it, just looking back, it was insane. It was insane. And, and, um, you know, I, I really didn't see anything or use any of that information, mm-hmm. at least with my people, you know, and, 
and I'm not trying to blame other deans that would read th through them. I mean, yeah, it's not good. And I think now, like anyone would say, you know, that's not cool. You know, like yeah. I think I think a parent has the right to do that to their kid, but they'd only do it too if they see something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a parent might look at a kid's phone or something if they see something's going wrong. And I, th I, I don't know. I think they have a, a kid at a certain age, you'd have a right to do that. But yeah, definitely. A teenager, I'd, I'd be like, you know, I think a parent would do that only if they really felt like something very dangerous was happening with mm -hmm. their child. I don't know what you guys think about that, yeah. but just looking back. Yep. Yeah, no, it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. And I, I'm not just trying to like, say, you know, I, I really didn't do it. And I, I, I would just seal them and check them off and then go after the guys that didn't write letters home, which I also yeah. think is dumb now, but like, it's just like, it wasn't cool, you know? Yeah. And then we, you know, later on too, like all of our emails were always checked, right? There was, a, we had this whole system where the, the, the assistant would go. So I, I eventually, I just made a Gmail account on the side <laughs> <laughs> I started using that for like all, all my stuff. That was a little later, you know, but it was just now none of that happens anymore. Thank goodness. Oh, okay. There's, you know, um, you know, I so, like in any organization, if if like a superior sees something maybe in twos that maybe something criminal is happening or something like that, then they could do something, you know, right, check their emails or but that's like we're talking, you know, like grave investigation that you're doing. You know, so but but like even those details took so long for us to like realize this isn't right. You mm -hmm. know, it took us years, you know, and we're still doing it today. You know, it's like, there's still little things that we're figuring out today. And, 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 and I have conversations with legionaries a lot, like, Hey, I don't think that there are still things, ways of speaking, ways that we do things with people um, that just aren't there. It's not good. You know, it's not, it's not cool. And uh, that was definitely one of them, man. Um, and, you know, sometimes I feel bad sometimes. It's like, okay, I, I personally didn't try and hurt anybody, you know, but I probably did, you know, with, with the, with, I, I definitely did, you know, but it was more with these, these cult-like things that just kept me blind. How could I have been so blind? Yeah. Now I feel like I would catch them all. Like, I feel like now there's you know i i and we maybe we can go into that a little bit like what's changed since that stuff but um there's you can have your own opinion you can express it you can argue you can you know call out stuff um you can have people you depend on real solid friends like tight friends i don't know if you know what yeah. i'm talking about sometimes yeah. people had the experience in the legion of like the, the you know the universal charity thing which yeah there's some truth to the universal charity concepts but it's not don't have friends <laughs> that's not <laughs> it that's not it at all and 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 now like i i have you know and and part of my personality too i just i've always had that in in spite of you know the legion cult like stuff i was always able to have like solid friends if like i consider father justin kilhorn to be you know one of my best friends um I have Father Brian Coe is another one. Probably you guys don't know these people, but you know I have really solid friends that I can work through things with, and I can talk about mm -hmm. it. And that's changed, you know. That wasn't, um, or, or at least like it's encouraged now. Like that's changed. Like it, that that type of 
relationship is encouraged now, you know, and, and that that's really important. And I think it's something, you know, from what I've heard on the podcast, none of us really had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was anytime you started getting close with a brother, you know, another or whatever is like, that's when particular friendship, right? Yeah. 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 But then like teams would change. Like you could almost guarantee like, once that team really started meshing, you would have a whole other team set. Yeah. And, or like a whole other table or whatever it was. And it was just one of those, it's like, really? Yeah. Like now I can't even talk to them because they're in a different section or a different team or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, I get it, you know, because you need to be, again, universal. But at the same time, it's like, no, I'm still going to talk to them. I mean – <laughs> and, and you can't force that universality if you force it it's not universal right no. so it's like it's like and it was it was like with these external things we were trying to force all of these attitudes that you need to do on your own and you need to be ta- when you when we speak about them you have to speak about them more in a psychological and spiritual way and not like hey if you do this this and this and this you're going to be a good person that's not how it works man you don't just check off things and then you're a good person it's it's so much more than that. And I think that sometimes in the way that we lived in the Legion, it was kind of reduced to that, you know? Yeah. That's do you still, do you still find yourself in a, cause it seems like you've had a contrarian thread. Do you still kind of find yourself in that vein sometimes here and there? Or less and less in general, sure. less oh, and okay. less for sure. Because I, I, it's just, I don't find a lot of legionaries anymore that, I need to be contrary to. Um, Now I am, look, I'm a conflictive person. I I like, (laughs) do I like conflict? No, I don't like conflict. I I think that conflict is necessary. And when you get on the other side of it, things are way better. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so I do not, since I was a kid, I have never, if I see something's wrong, I say it like, and I, you know, I've always done that. Um, And that's helped me in this whole process and hopefully other other legionaries as well but it's like some i feel bad i'm like okay i was you know because i had this maybe i was able to make it through but not everyone is me so i feel sometimes i look back and i just feel so bad for people who have a different personality and maybe weren't able to fight like i was like i did and they Mm -hmm. they would get trapped in this dark cloud that i haven't experienced but people in the podcast that have talked have, and it actually got me emotional listening to the dark cloud these people had over them and how trapped they feel, you know, like Joseph Cunningham was talking about PTSD, you know, with this. And I like, yeah, that's awful. And it's just, I, I don't want that to happen anymore to people, you know, and I, I, in this institution, I don't want anybody to feel like that anymore. And so if I see any other legionary talking in ways that could make that happen, I confront them, um, you know, and I, and I say, hey, you know, you might not think this way, but you can't talk this way anymore. Like we have to switch our gears and really put the person is first and not his mission or souls or fidelity. The person is first. And that's the most important thing. And so many people lost 
their personalities. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying by that, but like, yeah. they don't even know who they are. It's like yeah. some, some of you guys have heard in the podcast, you're like, okay, who am I? It's like, I don't know who I am. Like I was some <laughs> Legion dude that would comb his hair like everybody else the same way and all this, you know, like I had no personality, you know, and now, you know, we, we are encouraged much more to have like our own uh, personality now, you know what I mean? Like, and, and to have hobbies and really find ourselves, you know? Um, yeah. Sorry. I rambled on a little bit there, but it's just, that's, it's, it's like, I, I don't want that to happen again to anybody mm-hmm. if I can help it. And so in any community that I'm in and the dealings that we have with Rainy Christie people, with anybody that we deal with, they're not going to get trapped, you know? And, um, you know, there's a couple things, I think a point, um, are we, what about time, James? Like, can we just keep going if the conversation's yeah. going? Or, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I was worried about you not having enough time. Oh, but. I have time. I'm enjoying okay. this tremendously. So, <laughs> okay. Um, Locked off today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, at least. Yeah, I got, I got it. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> um, the the podcast. So you guys talked to the Watkins sisters. The yes, the, the nope. yes. That that was a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. It was, it was cool. so good. Yeah. Um, but it, it also made me the saddest. Like it was just the dark place that they went through right and i like i you know i'm not doubting anything that's like all that stuff happened everywhere man like those these are just a few stories but stuff like that would happen everywhere and a really important point that they brought up that i find myself like this is really important is to have the space of a spiritual director that is not your superior, someone yeah. who's, you know, I'm thinking about it now, an analogy, the way we had it before, it, this is just an analogy, but it's like as if the detective who's investigating your case is also your lawyer. Yeah. Imagine that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. What? Yeah. That's how it was, though. Like, yeah. it was like somebody who could, like, if, if the detective was against you, he's also your lawyer. So, like, <laughs> and so, you know, like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? But, but now they even mentioned like in canon law, we were not doing things correctly, you know, of having a space, someone that you choose that you can fight in so that you can actually find your own way. You know what I mean? Like you can actually go and the role of the superior is like a boss at your job. He's got certain things that you need to do, you know, certain, certain expectations you have. And you talk about those things, but you don't talk about you know, you talk to your therapist, I guess it'd be more like a spiritual, you know, just to understand, like, it'd be more like you talk to your therapist and that therapist with you has, what's it called? The confidentiality agreement. Like you, mm-hmm. they, yeah. you, you don't talk about that. So that we needed that in the Legion and we have it now. It took a long time. Like we had it on paper for a while because we were like forced to do it, but now it's actually a reality. Right. And you know, sometimes I still hear legionaries that are like, you know, I just prefer to do it with my superior or whatever. And I, I always talk to them. I'm like, dude, that's not, no, like, yeah. don't, don't do that. You know, don't <laughs> do that. But not because the superior is a bad person. It's like, it's because you, you need that space to actually find out who you are. And what they did to, I can't remember 
the name of which sister uh, Amelia was, the one the, the one who is lesbian yeah yeah that was awful yeah. like you know truly horrendous like, yeah not not just just tell her to leave yeah it's like, <laughs> like what <laughs> I, you know, and I I was, I couldn't believe it, but I I believed it in the sense that it happened, but I was like, I just, I was like, wow, you know, like, um, and part of my process of going through all this, it's actually been really helpful to hear the stories of ex legionaries because you, you start to realize, okay, what is it that I need to change so that this never happens again? And hearing these stories, it really helped me. And then I, you know, I, I, We'll talk to legionaries, and 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 again, I'm saying it's like it's it's really it's getting a lot better, but I'll still hear things sometimes. Like you'll hear the occasional someone's talking about a kid that they met or something, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I think that guy has a vocation," right? And so I hear that, and I immediately I stop. Like, no, no, hold <laughs> on, stop. Like just because <laughs> he's got talents that you think could be used to be a priest or that doesn't mean that that guy has a vocation the only person who's going to know that is him Mm -hmm. and with the guide of someone or whatever and him and god but you can't know that right and even if you are his spiritual director you shouldn't talk about it because it's confidential so stop it (laughs) (laughs) no like like i'll go in and, and i don't hear it very much anymore but sometimes i still hear little things like that right and we really need to to change how we see things right um and and honestly we've come so far like Mm -hmm. like there's still so much more we need to do but we've come a long way um and you know listening to joseph allen's podcast uh he was talking about his brother father terrence allen yeah um and he was like you know, I just feel like he's, he's not the culty weird type. You know, he, he was like, he's normal. He's a priest and stuff. And maybe I'm not in agreement with it, but he's like, I just hope more and more that people are able to find that we are like that. Now. We're not, we're not the same culty weirdness that we were before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you do that one person at a time, one, one priest at a time, one brother at a time. And we're really trying, like guys we're trying and all of these stories, you know, if people who've been on the podcast before are listening now, like I validate everything you said, like your story is, it's incredible that you guys are coming out of the darkness and getting to the light, you know? Um, and, and my story, it's a little different, but what I feel my story is like, it's like, uh, are you Marvel fans? Like, yeah. You, you watch yeah. Marvel stuff or at least know about it. So like, I feel like my story is more like Captain America, the winter soldier one. where all of a sudden they realized the whole time hydra was in charge Mm. and like there was underneath this thing that they weren't aware of that was causing problems this whole time and then all of a sudden you're aware of it now what are you going to do right Mm. are you gonna obviously we have to get rid of it but then there are things that 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 made bad so now you have I, i actually really like that because for me it was it, Captain America has to go through this whole process. Like, do I just leave or do I try and make it better? Um, I'm in the camp. Look, I'm really trying to make it better. So it never happens again. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying my best, man, you know, and, and um, 
you know, I just feel like we're, and, and I don't think our two, our stories invalidate each other. I don't think they do. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like, um, I hope they don't, you know, maybe you guys disagree with that, but I, 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 I think there's a way that my story can be a good story and, and your guys' stories can be good stories as well. Does that make yeah. sense? I hope I expressed yeah. myself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I don't know if you caught any of our live stream that we had with uh, a bunch of ex-legionaries, um, but we had, we had a call okay, and we had um, John Paul Lennon on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's great. I, I haven't talked to him personally, but I've, I've heard occasionally some YouTube videos he does and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a, he's a great man. Um, but we were talking about um, how, discernment wasn't really the the uh it didn't seem like discernment of the vocation was the goal yeah. and it seemed more like it was assumed that you had a vocation and just suck it up and go um and then for some people that works because they did have a vocation right and for some people it doesn't because they didn't and you know that's how we end up in this in this little quagmire where we have people telling stories that seem to contradict each other but right. at the same time it can all come from the same place. Right. And I think that's, I think that's important. And, I, and that's why we're really happy to have you on um, because it's good to hear from someone who had um, good experiences and, you know, yeah. came out with a positive outlook. Yeah. I mean, I do want to say like, after everything came out, I started to think too, like, how was I hurt? You know, like how, how, what things information and, you know, it affects everybody differently. Like, and that's something beautiful about your guys' podcast too, is that you really get different reactions. Joseph Allen, when he was on, I remember him saying like, look, it didn't really affect me that much. Like, I mean, I just, my personality and stuff. I mean, I I recognize the cultiness and we can talk about that. And I think every, you know, everyone should, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like if you were in the Legion and you don't recognize it, well, you're still in the cultiness. Um, But, uh, but uh, he, and he, but he was like, you know, it just didn't, it didn't affect, it just I'm just me, you know, and, 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 and he even said, like, I feel bad sometimes, like, should it have hurt me more or, or things like that? And I think the answer to that is no, no, it's like, you shouldn't no, yeah. feel bad. Um, but, uh, but I was thinking about like, how, what are some things that happened to me? So I, you know, I have some stories, like some, so when I was a novice, this really bothered me. And uh, um, when I was a novice, I was going to go to be to profession, right? um to you know and it was like that time when the novices were thinking do i profess do i not profess did any of you get to that point in the legion yeah no not me no okay yeah, Spencer, you, yeah. i did profess oh you I did, actually I did. yeah that. okay I, yeah then three months later i was gone okay. um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's happening a lot less now because i think like people are actually discerning you know right. instead of just being pressured in by a group and stuff but this was an example of being kind of pressured in. So we the, at Salamanca, where I did my novitiate, they had this swimming pool with this probably not legally high diving board. Like it was so high. Like this thing was, it was probably, I don't know, man, four meters, which is, sorry, I think in meters. Um, uh, four, 12 feet? Four, say 12, 12, really 13, high. Just 13 really feet, high. Yeah. That's yeah. And there was there was a tradition that was happening like for the past four or five years at that point that anyone who was going to profess they couldn't profess unless they did a backflip off of the high dive 
Um, and oh my God, you know, so at that point, people, you know, some were, some were just super athletic and they do it. And they're like, yeah, I can profess. And like, you go in, and, you know, I know it was kind of a joke, but it kind of wasn't like, it was, it was like both. And I was scared out of my mind. My, like, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, you know, and I saw some people try and they were doing like belly flops and landing on their back really hard. It, it was like, it was act, like slipping. It could be deep. Like, yeah. just, first of all, I, look, just I'll jump off it maybe. But like, so, <laughs> you know, it was like we were, we, we would have it you know, time in the swimming pool, like for a month or two. And there was all this pressure. You had to do the backflip in order to be able to profess. And it was just all this pressure on me. Like, why did I need that pressure? So anyway, it comes to the point where the assistant actually calls me out and says like, you need to be like in a private conversation. He's like, you need to obey. And I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm like, I don't understand this. You know? So he pulled out on me. Do you guys remember prompt motivated heroic? the that do yeah 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 so he goes you know you're not being you know you should be heroic and, and i was like look look i could be prompt i could be heroic um it's prompt motivated heroic <laughs> there's a fourth one i'm not remembering but um you know but i'm like the thing that's getting me is the motivated i don't understand how doing a backflip off of the high dive has anything to do with me being able to profess <laughs> <laughs> motivate me like give me a real reason why i should do this and so then the assistant um he just he kind of like stopped the conversation then i was told later that i didn't have to do it and then they stopped the tradition so i think i actually kind of helped stop that tradition. that's great <laughs> oh you didn't actually do it you no no for you you know um but it was like why was that yeah. pressure there you know what I mean? And there are more things like I look back and I'm like, why, why would anybody do that? And why was that? Why was that there? Look, I understand like having a mystique and like that could have been a joke, but no one should be forced to do that. And you can't use a good superior would never use obedience to have yeah. someone do something like that. It's got nothing to do. You know, there are other things that would It'd be like, okay, no, you've got to do this because it has to do with who we are. But doing doing a backflip of a high dive has nothing to do with my being able to profess or not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it's just like um, so stuff like that. You know, I look back and yeah, I moved it too a little. You know, we all are. I, I think you know, and and you have to recognize it. Like you have to go in and and recognize them and say what happened, so that you know it's got it's like therapeutic. The first thing is to recognize how you were hurt, and I yeah. I don't want to get into too much like stuff like that, but I was hurt too, you know? Yeah. And then, and then for me, it's good. It was good to see it too. Cause it's like, okay, what do I do differently now? So that this, I don't ever do anything even close to this to other people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a hazing ritual. Um, it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like a fraternity bar to entry. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's the same age college age yeah yeah i guess i guess it, i guess that's what it was yeah but the thing is is that the the my the novice instructor was promoting this yeah right and i think he was that's doing weird. it initially just that yeah right and he would say it he would come out and say it and then you know he would leave and stuff he would i don't think he was like checking off like i hope <laughs> like checking off making sure that we did. but then i was called out you know like my assistant came to me like the the one below him and he was like you got to be obedient man and then I, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, I was like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs>
and there's lots of little things like that um yeah um so what sorry i'm trying to think what do you think your happiest moment in the legion has been oh, that's a good question besides ordination got to take away a freebie yeah hmm i think it, it's got to do with moments where you know and i hope everyone gets to feel this in their life at some point where you just see okay everything's lining up right like everything the the dark moments that i have in my life they're all they're all lining up and now i can kind of make sense of them right um you know i i i've had some right actually maybe maybe we can get into this a little bit like right from the beginning of my journey yeah. to the legion and the priesthood you know i had some dark moments you know um i'll i, I could make this a lot longer uh do, do you want me to just tell my kind of how i started the, the vocation story quickly i don't want this to go on forever but i, I could do a short version of that and that'll get to your question the happiest yeah moment. yeah you can yeah, yeah. okay so when when i entered um well, when I first went to visit the Legion, I had already, like, I had a, a very wonderful parish priest named Father Dan, who I just thought was a wonderful person, reach out to all sorts of people. And I, since I was a kid, wanted to be like him and, you know, be, be a priest like him. And then, um, you know, I found out about the Apostolic School uh two legionaries came by and and just the possibility of being able to pursue or at least look into uh a priestly vocation at that age was something very attractive to me um and and again i was 10 and looking looking back it's like how did i even have the perceptiveness to feel this at that age um i think sometimes some people you just get a certain feeling um, and that I don't see in a lot of other 10 year olds I know now, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, um, it, it, and, and again, I, I feel like I had this very strong intuition of what I wanted to do with my life at that age. And it really came from me because, um, you know, I didn't go with a group to the, I went by myself. Like I organized it myself and my parents and we went, I, I wasn't in ACUID, I didn't do any of that. I went there myself when I was 10 to visit the Legion for the first time. And when I was there, I just had this moment um, where, gosh, I, I hope you guys can relate to this. It's just, you have a moment sometimes when you're just like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like this, this is good. And maybe you don't have the answer to all the questions of your life, but you're like, okay, right now, like I'm supposed to be, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and time kind of flies. You lose track of time. Um, I'm actually experiencing that on this podcast right now, a little bit, you know, like, it's just, it's like what I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I had that intuition that this thought just kept coming to my head. You, you're going to be happy here in, in doing this type of thing. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but that intuition was there. Um, but then 
so that, that was my first trip to the Apostolic School. I went to Cheshire and, and New Hampshire when I was 10. And uh, when I came back, my mom was going to pick me up uh, at the airport, you know, to pick me up, but she actually died in a car accident on the way, you know, and um, it was like the darkest thing, the most terrible thing that, that has happened to me. You know, it's like, is it was just, it was so dark. And what was so dark about it was the contrast of, I just had this feeling like everything's good and then everything is terrible. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this, every human being, I think, experiences this. You know, it's like, sometimes you just have like, everything's good and then everything is just terrible. Um, you know, it was so, it was so dark. And I was, I just had these questions in my head. How do you put the dark and the light together? Like how, how, how can those coexist? How is that even possible? You know what I mean? Like how, how, how do you go through and just not give up? You know what I mean? Like, like if, if everything was just sucked all the time, okay, maybe you could deal with that. Right. But sometimes we get these moments of like, real like yes everything's good and then it's not like what what is that all about and i had at a very young age i had to work through that in a very strong way yeah and eventually i was able to put those two together and like yeah that was the most terrible thing that's happened to me but this is going to sound weird, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't mm. trade it for anything. I'm not saying I wanted, there's no, I did not want my mom to die. That's not for a second what I'm saying, but that experience has made me a stronger person, you know, and obviously I'm a spiritual person. So there's a connectedness that I have to my mother that is incredible. Um, so, you know, a little bit more detail of the story um, obviously when I heard the news, I was distraught and I was just like, you know, I needed some sort of, a a sign to keep going. I needed something, you know, something to, to help me keep going with this. Cause it was just really awful. Um, and you know, I was very confused and I remember kind of asking God, give me a little sign here to help me out. And, um, it came a few hours later, the police that had actually, the, the thing was, there was a, there was a, a like a surprise snowfall in April in Kansas. And, and there was a bridge with a bridge that had the ice had frozen on it, but the rest of the road hadn't. So she hit that bridge and just flew off. Um, and the police that found her, they came a few hours later to the house after I had gotten back from the airport and stuff. And they actually, they, they gave a rosary to my dad and that that rosary my mom actually died with the rosary in her hand she had the habit of just praying the rosary in the car and for me that that was very comforting it was like okay you know she passed away doing what she loved to do and 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 uh you know connected in a way to god and 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 so that for me now i pray the rosary i always imagine her like right here you know like she she's right here and uh I, I guess I, you know, you say, what's the happiest moment? It's when I'm able to connect these two things. 
and and have them there. And I know you said it can't be the ordination, but I'm going to say it was because <laughs> because you know how you do in the ordination when when you lay down and they do the litany of the of the saints, they do yeah. all the the saint stuff. Um, while I was there, you know, you can believe this or not or whatever, but I just felt her she was like laying down right next to me and i i almost physically felt her arm like over me and i just burst out crying and it was more it was about just we humans are able to put this darkness and this light together and when you can do that the light becomes that much brighter and the darkness just starts to go away if you're able to confront the darkness right and i i had to do that in my own life and actually now thinking about it it's like a lot of stories of ex-legionaries right hopefully hopefully we can find a way all of us to take the darkness that this caused everyone and find a way to make it light hopefully you know um and yeah yeah that, that was a good question <laughs> i think that's that's been yeah that was a wonderful answer i yeah. didn't expect that um yeah. wow yeah do uh jacob or, or spencer do you guys have any questions or i i got a couple stories just one-off stories that i want yeah definitely if we could do that if yeah, we're going yeah. too long you guys want to do another one no. just two, <laughs> two two stories that come to mind so um this is at the episode school remember when the founder died yes to, and do you remember what we did? That, like we did like a, a an emergency mass. Like we got we, we stopped all classes and yeah 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 yeah. We had like a mass and stuff like that. And so I had this experience. You're Joseph Berna. Yeah. So Joseph Berna, he was he played the organ, right? And he'd do all the songs and everything. So we were preparing the mass, and he's choosing the songs for for the mass. And he, you know, he right before he since this mass wasn't programmed you know we used to have the little papers with the program all the songs for every day and you'd go yeah. and look um and uh he comes up to me and he's like okay wh what do we do these songs and i was thinking for the first song we could do for all the saints when 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 the founder died we could do the song do you remember that song for yeah. all the saints who from yeah. their labor rest and he he was like you know let's do and Bert, I understand like the way we thought back then you know he thought it'd be good <laughs> it'd be a good be a good song to do, and something in me was just like no, <laughs> so, no we're not doing that song so I said just do come Holy Ghost for the first one let's not do for all the saints and let's just do <laughs> come Holy Ghost you know and I was like he's not a saint yet you know like and so. I'm so glad that I did that. <laughs> it's just like, no, like, no, we're not doing that. And, and we, I think we saying come Holy ghost instead, but like, yeah, it's just a funny memory. I have. And, and just an intuition in me is like, no, no, we're not doing that. And, and now I look back, I'm so glad I didn't, I didn't say yes to yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It just kind of shows how we thought, you know, um, and I'm not blaming Joseph at all, you know, but no, that was the mindset. Do you remember yeah. going down to Cheshire for the mass? We had a memorial. That was like mass. a couple days later, right? Yeah. 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 So this was like the mass we did the same day at the school. And then we went. Right. Down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't remember the song selection for that, but I'm pretty sure if it had been for all the saints, I would remember it to this day. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I stopped it. Yeah. Another memory I have, this is another moment where I, I got really angry. Um, so this is now 2010, I think this would have been. Um, you know, and so all the information is just coming out excruciatingly slow. You know, step by step, it's like, okay, now he could have more kids. Uh, now those accusations in 1996 are probably they could be true, and then it is they're probably true, and then they're most definitely true. Uh, and then it was like he was drug, you know, drug use, it's just everything. You know, mm-hmm. at some point, I'm like, nothing surprises me anymore. It's just like everything, you know, like but one that? That really, yeah, one that really got me was there was this book that we had called Psalter of My Days, Salterio de Mis Dias. It was a selection of poems that the founder wrote that I really liked. Like I actually, I actually enjoyed them and I really liked them. Um, and we get a notice on the board one day and a whole thing explaining that the founder plagiarized them, right? Mm-hmm. And that he 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 took them from somebody else. This this guy named uh, Luis Hernando, something like that, and in Spain, who. Uh, he called it Psalter of my hours, Salter de mis horas. And it was, it was exactly the same, right? It was, it was, it was, he changed a couple of things here and there, but he just totally plagiarized it. And so I, I read that. And again, I don't like being lied to, you know, it's just one of my things. I don't like being lied to. So I, I went to my room after reading, I was so bad. And, and the book was there on the shelf. It's Maciel Maciel and Salter de mis días. And so I just, I, I grabbed the book and my window was open. It was summertime. So I just grabbed the book and I threw it out the window. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, oh, get out of here. Like, I just, I couldn't like, like the, the extent of your lies just went so far, you know, that you, you would even do something like this, you know, something that wasn't yours. And later I like checked to make sure I didn't kill any brothers walking down and I went and got my <laughs> book again and brought it back up. It was just a moment of, you know, just like, yeah, it's just so frustrating, you know? And uh, I actually still, so I actually, I still read sometimes the original author. Cause I really liked, I really liked what he said, you know, like I really liked this <laughs> stuff and it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of good that it, wasn't his because now you know i you can, can still, still enjoy it yeah. enjoy it yeah but then looking back i was like his letters there was there's nothing original there like honestly i look back like saint paul said it way better you know like all the yeah. all, like all all these things it's just the ideas of saint paul that are rehashed and i was trying honestly for a while there was a moment when i was trying to reconcile all this i was trying to go through there's got to be something like original here and there, there are some things in our constitutions that I find to be original, but again, he didn't write those. Like those were written by a bunch of people. So it's just like, that, that's something that took time. Like all these things took time for us to come to grips with and, and, mm-hmm. and just, and just realize, but that, that was a moment too, where I was just like the extent of your lies, you know, he lied to my face and then he made me like this book, think it was his and it's not. And like, you know, so I was just, <laughs> things like that just really, I didn't, I didn't like that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, I don't think anybody would, you know? Yeah. Not yeah. many people like being lied to, but mm-hmm. yeah. The, the plagiarizing thing I've heard before, um, no specifics, but you know, I've heard that he, yeah, it was that book. Bu- that was the big one. That was the one yeah. that he just took. It's incredible. It's like word for word. Really? And then, 
you know, his story he told when he wrote that was the whole great blessing thing. That was another thing. I was just like, how, like, you guys know about like their great yeah. blessing, right? Like the yeah. marketing. Yeah. It's just like crazy how he twisted that on his head. And part of the, part of what we've been doing in the Legion now, and it's difficult to do is to really find out what happened. Like I know many, we've gone to the Vatican archives to find all of the documents and everything. And we're getting a better understanding of our history, um, you know, and, and really understanding what happened and how far the abuse actually went. You know, part, part of that, we've been doing that for a long time now. And a couple of years, I think it's been a couple of years now, we put out the list of, you know, all the abuses that has happened. And that, that was fruit of an investigation. There might be more. You know, but we're, mm-hmm. we're really trying to get it all out there to get the real story out there, you know, um, but it took time. You got to understand it was hard because we couldn't trust our own archives. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, we couldn't trust that stuff uh, and all the stories. we. So it's like we had to there are legionaries who were dedicated to interviewing people to really get it out and finally get, the, you know, that horrific number out that the founder probably abused more than 60 people. You yeah. know, it's like it's just. Um, but we're pretty sure that number's right. Um, it could be more. It's not less. So yeah. it's like, it's just, it's just insane. Um, and then to think that he was able more than once to pull off this whole, I'm being persecuted thing, you know, and, and, and then create a whole story, you know, just the way the great blessing, the way it was explained to us you know, which could be a, a fine story. Like there's nothing, you know, people being persecuted or wrongly that, that happens, but that he was able to turn that and use that story. So false. Like, I just think it's, it's just, it kind of sickens me now to think, yeah. about it, you know, um, that he, he was able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. I just have one last question. Uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> no particular no particular reason for that you know yeah. <laughs> make sure they, i got it <laughs> they do have yeah. subway in korea yeah yes. yeah yeah i and love fresh. subway i like quiznos uh there's a chicken parmesan sandwich i like a lot yeah so yeah the sandwiches nice. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah keep an eye out for a doordash driver <laughs> no particular yeah. reason <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually listening to that episode just because I'm trying to wrap my head around that whole, the whole thing of. Um, oh yeah, well we weren't very insightful, but you know. Right. Well, I was just I was trying. What do people think? And I've been trying to, you yeah, know, figure that one out. But that that's why I. So I usually just listen. I've listened. I think every one of the, the podcasts where you've interviewed people, I think I've listened to them. And then a couple, there was one where you guys read from your notebooks, which was hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was great. And then, I, and then I listened to that one just because I was curious. And then 20 minutes in, they're like, oh, legionaries listening to this. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that was great. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we do all you a sandwich. And um, yes. if you're if you're willing to wait until I go to Korea. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. By the way, I hope it all yeah. works out and they're able to. Yeah. That. Well, I'll be. take the whole community to dinner. I'll, that, they, you know. I think they would like that. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I have to say, it was very brave of you to come join us. I, I know we can be kind of critical sometimes, and like, so and like, I and... appreciate. I like 
your bravery and like your honesty and like just really appreciate your time too man thank you oh yeah well, and th- you guys have been really accommodating like yeah same thing here and i you know i i asked i wasn't sure if you guys you know wanted a, a legionary on but just listening i realized you know we got way more in common than you think you know yeah. mm-hmm. um because of the common experience we had of like the the cultish like behaviors and we've yeah. all had to try and overcome that in different ways right so right. you know i just felt like you know i think i think uh i think it it's the same story in many ways you know um and yeah thank you guys too for being so accommodating it was it was it was fun i had a good yeah. time i hope i didn't talk too much i was just trying no, to you know, no. some stories and stuff um but yeah it was, it was a great experience yeah well thank you i'm gonna stop the recording here but this has been uh the cfc <laughs> oh,